millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And this is the thing. When you're making a movie, you want to get as many eyes on it as possible. So advertising is definitely key. These advertising campaigns, though, well, they weren't good. So let's take a look at them. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com. And these are 10 movie marketing stunts that backfired hard. Number 10. Apocalypse Choking Mystique X-Men Apocalypse The marketing for X-Men Apocalypse of course focused intently on Oscar Isaac's titular villain, but it came under fire for its relentless use of one image in particular, the supervillain seemingly strangling the life out of the hero Mystique. In addition to being featured prominently in trailers, the still was also used in billboards in both Los Angeles and New York City, prompting criticism that the film was attempting to promote itself with casual imagery of violence against women. One of the most prominent critics was actress and prominent hashtag Me Too figure Rose McGowan, who described the ad as just a woman getting strangled, giving the total absence of a wider context. Amidst the mounting criticism, Fox apologized and eventually pulled the ads from all locations. In their attempt to depict Apocalypse as an all-powerful tyrant that he is, Fox exploited emotionally charged imagery and caused themselves a major headache in the process. Number 9. Promoting Cars in a Movie About the Environment The Lorax Dr. Zeus's legendary children's book The Lorax is much loved for its important message about protecting the environment, so many were left pretty confused when Illumination's 2012 movie adaptation ended up offering viewers some heavily mixed messages. The marketing team for The Lorax went into overdrive ahead of the film's release, striking more than 70 deals for product placements and collaborations, which rather flew in the face of the book's anti-capitalist message. More specifically, the production partnered with Mazda of all companies for an animated commercial featuring their new CX-5 SUV. Though the CX-5 was noted for its reduced emissions and fuel consumption compared to other similar cars, it nevertheless feels totally off-base to be promoting cars at all in conjunction with the Lorax. The commercial even gave the vehicle the Truffler Tree Seal of Approval, resulting in the ad receiving thousands of dislikes on YouTube. What were they thinking? Number 8. Giving angry fans a ready-made meme Ghost in the Shell It's frequently cringeworthy when movie studios and their marketing departments try to prove themselves as down with the kids by harnessing memes as part of their PR campaigns. And you know what? This backfired spec spectacularly for Paramount's 2017 Ghost in the Shell remake. The film was already facing severe criticism from fans who felt that it was whitewashing the anime source material by casting the very Caucasian Scarlett Johansson as the major. And so when Paramount released a meme generator for the movie where fans could add their own inspirational quotes and images to the movie's title, the disgruntled many took the opportunity to voice their displeasure. Film critic Valerie Complex's damning tweet containing mocking memes highlighting Johansson's offensive casting and suggesting Rinko Kikuchi was better 
better suited for the part quickly went viral, prompting everyone else to follow suit with their own Twitter takedowns. While this marketing botch can't solely be blamed for Ghost in the Shell's box office failure, it only further contributed to the narrative that the film was disrespecting the source material entirely. Number 7. Sexualizing Children Cuties Netflix caused themselves a heap of trouble when marketing their French coming-of-age drama Cuties, which released last September. As despite premiering at Sundance to largely positive reviews for its sensitive yet matter-of-fact critique of how society sexualizes young girls, Netflix's tone-deaf marketing campaign completely betrayed this. The posters featuring the preteen protagonists in skimpy clothing and suggestive poses were largely criticized for doing the very thing that the film was supposed to be rallying against, causing the hashtag cancel Netflix trend and more than 600 thousand people signing a petition agreeing to cancel their streaming subscriptions, and Netflix themselves were indicted by a Texas grand jury, confirming just how thoroughly people had become swept up in the admittedly problematic marketing while also losing sight of the film's own angle. Netflix quickly pulled the poster, and the co-CEO of Netflix called the film's director to personally apologize for the trouble. Even so, it's a shame that Cuties only came to public prominence because of incongruous marketing rather than from what the film was trying to actually say. Were it not for this marketing, blunder, it would have probably been yet another critically acclaimed festival hit that largely went undiscovered on the streaming platform entirely. Number 6. Trying to convince people to visit the cinema during a pandemic Tenant Last summer, Christopher Nolan's Tenant was mounted as the must-see blockbuster film that would save cinemas, bringing audiences back to multiplexes in droves and driving revenue to the flagging theatrical industry. Despite a global pandemic making audiences' reticence to return to the cinema completely understandable, Warner Brothers pushed ahead regardless with the marketing blitz for Tenant, noting in trailers and on posters that it was available only in theatres and where theatres are open. Even accepting the fact that Nolan would have likely wanted to die before allowing one of his lavish tentpoles to go direct-to-video on demand, the aggressiveness of the marketing, hyping up Tenant as a massive cultural event and exploiting FOMO to entice people back to cinemas was widely criticised as tasteless. Given that upwards of 5,000 people per day were already dying worldwide from COVID-19 when Tenant was first released, encouraging people to group together in an enclosed space was deemed irresponsible. And so is it little surprise that this film underperformed commercially, especially in the US where it grossed just $57.9 million? This had the byproduct of ensuring that almost every other scale blockbuster moved out of 2020, and may well have encouraged Warner Brothers to strike the groundbreaking day-and-date HBO Max deal for their entire 2021 release slate. Number 5. Giving away $1 million Million Dollar Mystery In theory, a $1 million giveaway as marketing for a movie seems pretty sensible enough. That's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things for a studio, that is unless your movie is a total flop of course, and that was sadly the case with the 1987 Razzie-nominated comedy Million Dollar Mystery, which revolved around a hunt for a series of briefcases containing $1 million each. Producer Dino De Laurentiis came up with the idea to give $1 million away to any audience member who could guess where the movie's missing briefcase was located, using clues in the film itself and entering their answer on a form. And they clearly expected the allure of easy riches to bring viewers to the cinema in droves, but in the end, the $10 million film ended up grossing, hilariously enough, just shy of $1 million, $989,033. But the production still had to pay out the advertised prize to a 14-year-old Californian who reportedly was one of thousands who guessed the correct answer, that it was hidden in the nose of the Statue of Liberty. This might be the only example of movie history where a movie marketing prize was actually worth more than the film's own box office receipts. Incredible. 
Number four, calling out actual Sarah Marshalls, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Now, forgetting Sarah Marshall may have been the big Hollywood breakout hit for Jason Segel, but it nevertheless left a certain group of people less than amused, particularly anyone called, well, Sarah Marshall. Marketing for the film took the unconventional approach of featuring angry notes from Segel's protagonist Peter to his ex-girlfriend Sarah Marshall, who would be plastered on large billboards and bus stops in major cities. The ads featured put-downs such as, you suck Sarah Marshall and my mum always hated you Sarah Marshall, which real-life Sarah Marshalls found unnecessarily pointed. One Sarah Marshall from Massachusetts even created her own You Suck Judd Apatow sign in revenge. However, another Sarah Marshall, a professor of art at the University of Alabama, who owned SarahMarshall.com at the time, was happy to receive a surge of 20 new thousand visitors due to the movie's release. A minor controversy in the grand scheme of things for sure, but it's still easy to see why people took it so personally. Number 3. Trying to infuriate everyone. The Hunt The Hunt was one of 2020's most controversial and divisive films, though for several reasons this didn't transpire into the film's commercial success that Universal was clearly banking on. The politically incisive black comedy was delayed from its original September 2019 release due to the Dayton and El Paso mass shootings, ultimately releasing in March of last year. But the marketing campaign ahead of its release attempted to lean heavily into the hand-wringing from both sides of the political spectrum, who questioned quite who the film was really poking fun at. And so it was little surprised that the film only scarcely recouped its modest $14 million budget, a result of not only the onset of COVID-19 but also its edgy marketing that failed to convey the movie's tone and satirical throughline. Number 2. Megan Fox's Sex Appeal Jennifer's Body Back in 2009, Megan Fox was very much the it girl, having come to prominence for her performances in Michael Bay's first two Transformers movie. Hollywood unsurprisingly attempted to capitalize on Fox's status as a sex symbol by shoving her into a number of eye candy roles, apparently including 2009's horror comedy Jennifer's Body. The film was marketed almost exclusively on Fox's sex appeal, with posters featuring her in minimal clothing and suggestive poses, while the trailers played up her kissing scene in the film enough that it basically seemed like a vapid, single-minded star vehicle. By marketing itself so aggressively to young men at the expense of, well, everyone else, it's unsurprising that the film grossed just $31.6 million worldwide amid wildly mixed reviews. In more recent years, however, the film has been re-evaluated following the onset of the Me Too movement, with the director opening up about her difficulties convincing the studio to market the film properly. I kept sort of reminding everybody, guys, we can't market this movie to boys, and then have them go to the theatre expecting one thing and then seeing Megan Fox not really take her clothes off but rip a guy's intestines out and eat them. Horrifyingly, she also revealed that Fox also wanted to try and host an amateur porn site as a marketing idea. Oof. And number one, sending nail bomb kits to press, a Belfast story. So we've talked about some films that um, messed up quite a lot, but uh, none of these films screwed the marketing pooch nearly quite so badly as 2013's Irish crime film A Belfast Story, which proved controversial a month prior to its release when members of the press were sent marketing packages in the style of nail bomb kits. Empire film critic Chris Hewitt called the press kits the most distasteful freebie ever, prompting director Nathan Todd to offer an apology while attempting to explain the marketing strategy. This is what he said. The media packs were not meant to offend or upset anyone but to demonstrate the difficult challenges facing the people and the politicians today. It was important for us to capture the weight and physicality of violence. To gloss over this would be wrong in our opinion. Ultimately, this spectacularly inappropriate piece of movie marketing, which may indeed be the most ill-advised in film history, is really the only reason that anyone actually remembers a Belfast story, which came and went without a trace and now rocks a cool 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.